Nobody's complaining about the snow because we need the moisture. It is good. It uh, makes things more difficult, but it is good. It is good for the moisture that we have. Welcome to Beecher Island Church. We are an independent, non-denominational, Jesus-loving, Bible-preaching church. If you have questions about that, talk with me, talk with any of the leadership. We'll tell you what that means. Uh, we want to stand in God's truth and be about His truth. I promise you, I get it wrong. I call on this church to make sure that I get back into the truth. And so we rely on this body right here to stay in truth. And, and uh, I love it when, uh, after the sermon, that people question me. Uh, uh, keep me making sure that I am staying in His Word and not my own. And so uh, it is good, and, and uh, uh, don't ever be afraid to have questions for me after the sermon and about what I'm preaching about, what I'm saying, because it just helps me to stay in His truth and His Word and not mine. And so that's who we are. Uh, uh, I think maybe I maybe misheard Tucker or he forgot it, but there he is, uh, youth group and young adults, 6 o'clock tonight. Make sure you come. If you're uh, under 30, there is something for you here at the under 30 to 8th grade. We'll go with right? Uh, there's something here for you. Either it be youth group uh, uh, or young adults who are... Uh, High school uh, graduated from high school up to 30, and we we have a lot of fun. Uh, I know the youth group does too. We dig into God's word, have great conversation in the young adult Bible study. So uh, we we feed. Everybody gets fed too. So come join. It is good. And uh, young adults right here in the church youth group down at the Coke Shack. So. Uh, 40 days. We are underway in our 40 days. Uh, there has been so many fasting, I should say praying and fasting, uh, since the 3rd of this month. And I, I want to encourage you to, to be a part of that. I want to encourage you to uh, um, sign up for it. And it's just as I said in the adult class, and for those that joined us for, for service this morning, if you weren't here last week, uh, I'm encouraging you to, to allow that to bring your focus to Christ. And whatever that fast is between you and God, allow that to be your fast. I'm not saying that you need to de deny everything, deny all food and water for that 24 hours. That's not what I'm saying. If that's what you choose to do between you and God, great. But if you, as I said this morning, if you need to fast your socks so that when you step out in the snow, it reminds you to pray, fast your socks. Uh, um, what I'm saying is, is that that fast is between you and God. It's not between me. It's not between this church and you and God. It's between you and God. And whatever that fast is that you're going to deny the flesh so that it reminds you to be praying, to be seeking His will for this church, for, the, for your life as an individual, uh, uh, just seeking Christ. That's what this 40 days is about. It's about a spiritual impact. Spiritual guidance. It's about seeking Him in what we do and allowing Him to guide the way and we get our flesh out of the way. And that's what I'm encouraging you to do. So if you haven't signed up, I think that January is pretty much full. I think it's, uh, maybe there's one more day in January that you can sign up for. Um, we need some more people in February to sign up for that 24-hour uh, fast. 
uh, prayer and fast. There is some, still some time blocks. We're going to finish that off with 24 hours of prayer right here in this building. I'm going to encourage you that if you sign up on that for an hour, for an hour slot, then you come right here. Then you come into this sanctuary. It's going to be closed off. You're going to be the only one in here or whoever that you want in here with you during that that one hour block of prayer, uh, but right here. And there's a prayer board that's on this side over here. I'm going to encourage you to write your personal prayers on there. You don't have to put your name on there. You don't have to do anything. But, but those prayers that you want this church praying for you over those 40 days, please put them up there. And we're going to be praying for them. Be, be checking that board. Be praying those prayers that people are asking for. And then during that 24 hours of prayer, I'm going to put them all up here. We're going to pray over them for that full 24 hours. And I'm going to continue and encourage you that if you're on that list, that you put it out there to people, that you're going to be praying for one hour inside of your church and you would love to pray for them and put it on social media. If you're on social media, put it out there that you're going to pray for them and if they would just private message you their prayer request, I promise you you're going to get some. Okay? So put it out there that you're praying for people and you're willing to do that and you want to do that. And they will let you know what their prayer concerns are. Uh, uh, um, along with the ones that will be up here, it's going to be an awesome 40 days. And I'm so excited about seeking God, seeking God's will for our lives and for this church and His guidance. And so that's what it's about. Um, do not fast medicine. Do not fast if you're taking medicine, if you need to be eating something. Don't do that. Uh, fast something that, that is between you and God. Don't, don't fast medicine. So that's my uh, uh, encouragement on the 40 days. And if you have any questions at all on that, please, please talk with me. And uh, uh, we will have a conversation about that. We've taken a little break from Nehemiah, but we're going to get back after it. So if you will, open up your Bibles to Nehemiah chapter 6, and uh, uh, we're, going to, we're going to jump into that. Uh, and I will just tell you that I think for the first time maybe in Beecher history, if you were here for Sunday school and it was your birthday, you got away with coming up here. Jeff, I'm just pointing you out real quick. I got reminded. <laughs> I know you did. I know you did. <laughs> Chapter 6, let's go to him in prayer first. Father God, thank you for this morning. Thank you for your word. Thank you that you abide in us when we confess you. Thank you for wanting intimacy with us. Thank you for one conversation. You want us to be in your word. You want us to be in prayer to you. And Father, I pray that, that through this 40 days, we seek you in a way that we have never sought you before. That we are intentional about getting into our prayer closet. We're intentional about, about laying things of the flesh aside and seeking you in them. And I pray, Father, that we be intentional about it. And we just thank you for all that you do. We thank you for loving us unconditionally. You pour it out. You take all our sin away. The debt's paid. Because of you sending your son to die for us. And we just thank you for that. And Jesus, we know that you still live. And Lord, I just pray that our focus, our eyes are on you. And I just pray this morning as we read Nehemiah chapter 6, that we take it personal. That we uh, seek you in it. And we, and we uh, open up our hearts and our minds. And we just uh, set everything aside of this world. We put it aside and we just focus on you. Help us to open up our ears to hear your word, Lord, your word and your word alone. Holy Spirit, I pray that you are evident this morning. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.
Nehemiah chapter 6. We're going to start off with that and then we're going to talk through it. Now it happened when Sanballat, Tobiah, Geshem, the Arab, and the rest of our enemies heard that I had rebuilt the wall and that there were no breaks left in it. Though at that time I had not hung the doors in the gates. The Sanballat, Geshem, sent me saying, Come, let us meet together in one of the villages in the plain of Onel, for they thought to do me harm. So I sent messengers to them, saying, I'm doing a great work so that I cannot come down. Why should the work cease while I leave it and go down to you? But they sent me this message four times, and I answered them in the same manner. Then Sanballat sent his servant to me as before, the fifth time with an open letter in his hand. And it was written, it is reported among the nation, nations that Geshem says that you and the Jews plan to rebel. Therefore, according to these rumors, you are rebuilding the wall that you may be their king. And you have also appointed prophets to proclaim concerning you at Jerusalem, saying, There is a king in Judah. Now these matters will be reported to the king. So come, therefore, and let us take counsel together. Then I sent him, saying, No such thing as you say are being done, but you invent them in your own heart. For they all were trying to make us afraid, saying, Their hands will not be weakened in the work. Their hands will be weakened in the work, and it will not be done. Now, therefore, O God, strengthen my hands. Afterwards, I came to the house of Shemaiah, the son of Deliah, the son of that dude, who was a secret informer. And he said, let us meet together in the house of God within the temple and let us close the doors of the temple for they are coming to kill you. Indeed, at night they will come to kill you. And I said, should such a man as I flee? And who is there such as I who would go into the temple to save his life? I will not go in. Then I perceived that God had not sent him at all but that he, pro he pronounced this prophecy against me because Tobiah and Sambalot had hired him. For this reason he was hired, that I should be afraid and act that way and sin, so that they might have occasion for an evil report, that they might reproach me. My God, remember Tobiah and Sambalot according to these their works. And the prophetess, Nodiah, and the rest of the prophets who would have made me afraid. So the wall was finished on the 25th day of the month of Elu, in 52 days. And it happened. When all our enemies heard of it, and all the nations around us saw these things, that they were very disheartened in their own eyes. For they perceived that this work was done by our God. Moreover, in those days, the nobles of Judah sent many letters to, to, to Tobiah, and the letters of Tobiah came to them. For many in Judah were pledged to him, because he was the son-in-law of Shechaniah, and the son of Era, and his son Johanan, had married the daughter of Meshulam, the son of Berchiah. Also, they reported his good deeds before me, and reported my words to him. And Tobiah sent letters to frighten me. What an account. Chapter 6 is probably the, one of my favorite chapters of Nehemiah. 
There's a verse in here that I just love, that I quote often, that I, that I just love, and we'll get to that. But I want you to remember this whole account that's taking place. If you remember back to chapter 1, Nehemiah is, is uh, he's told about Jerusalem. And, and, and he already knew, but he was, he was wanting to know the current state of Jerusalem. And they tell him that it's in desolation. That the walls are still broken down. The people are, are being persecuted. It's just not good. They are under the thumb. And he weeped and mourned. He fasted and prayed. Because he, he knew that it was not right. And so he sought God in everything in that. And, and God laid it on his heart as to what he was going to do. And he prayed about it. And prayed about it. Three to four months he prayed about it. We know that God absolutely put it on His heart to what to do. And He gave him the opportunity to talk to King Artaxerxes about what he was going to do. And the king, when his heart was open, asked him, what's wrong? Why is your face saddened today? And Nehemiah got to lay it all out. But we know that he didn't just ask for permission, right? He asked for, for all this abundance so that he could go and easily do what God had put it on his heart to do. But I want us to remember that Nehemiah was human. He, he wasn't God. He wasn't a God. He was human. And I know in my own life, when God puts stuff on my heart to do, when it's, when it's big like this, I'm like, oh no, God. <laughs> what are you even taught? That's not God. What are you even talking about? Nehemiah continued to keep his eyes focused on God and His will for his life. And so he continued on that track, right? He got the permission. And God will do the same thing in our life. He'll, he'll give us that reassurance that this is me. And so Nehemiah kept on trucking forward. When he, when he knew that God, it was God that God granted him permission, it was God who gave him all the abundance to go and, and the armies to go with him. And so he tracks on, he heads for Jerusalem. And he gets there and we're told that he didn't say anything for three days. And I'm just going to throw this in there. This is my opinion, okay? It's my opinion 100%. But when he got to Jerusalem and he knew God's will was for him to go rebuild that wall, but when he got there, was he like, oh, God, serious? <laughs> Look at this. Look at what the situation is. Look at this wall that's in piles of heat, God. Serious? That's me. Right? We get reassurance that, that it is God in, in His will in our life. And then we get to the situation where we're like, really, God? This, this, this is what you want me to do? God, this, this is impossible. The third night, Nehemiah went and rode to check it all out, to survey the situation, right? And he came back in after surveying this heap of mess, and, and I guarantee that he was praying in that time, those three days, he was seeking God, saying, God, show me your, I know your will, just, just show me it more. Just, just lay it on my heart, just keep, keep my eyes focused on you, God, because I know you're with me. And then he gathers the people. And he tells them everything that God had done and everything that God had lined up for them to, for, for Nehemiah to do. And, and then he tells the people, hey, we got to build a wall. And they say, let us arise and build. They were excited, right? And they got to build. And then, and then the naysayers started. 
externally, internally. They started trying to derail the building of the wall. But they all went to work right outside of their homes. They, they got to work. They were building the wall. And San Block, Tobiah tried to derail them every possible way that they could. They didn't really take a real serious right. But serious enough that Nehemiah picked up a sword and said, Look, people, the battle's coming. Armor up. Armor up. And I'm telling you, people, in this 40 days, the battle's coming. Armor up. Armor up. You see, Nehemiah put a trowel in one hand and a sword in the other. And he said, I'm going to keep doing the work that you have me to do, God. And we need to do the same. That internal battle that Nehemiah worked out. And then we get to chapter 6. And the wall is pretty much built, right? We know 52 days. 52 days has happened. And, and can you imagine that? This big old wall destroyed. And in 52 days they got to work for the Lord. And the Lord blessed their work. And <laughs> Sam Lot Tobiah didn't like it. The wall was built. Nehemiah points out, well, except for the doors. I haven't hung the doors yet. But it's pretty much done. And so now Samuel and Tobiah, they go a different approach. Hey, we're going to bring Nehemiah here. See, they haven't actually attacked Nehemiah personally, but now they are. Hey, Nehemiah, come here. Let, let's have a talk. Let's have a talk. Four times, really five times, four times. They sent for Nehemiah to come. And Nehemiah sends a messenger and he says, I'm doing a great work. I cannot come down. That's my favorite verse. Listen, God has each one of us doing his will. And it all looks different, it's, but it's all his will. You see, he says, I'm doing a great work. I cannot come down. Church, I want those words to be on your lips for God's will in your life. You see, it really doesn't matter. Let me rephrase that. As I just said, God has a will for your life. And it all looks different. If you are a farmer, rancher, business owner, a stay-at-home mom, whatever it be that God has you doing right now, do it in His will. And when the Tobias and Sam Lots try to come pull you down and attack you personally, you have these words on your lips. I'm doing a great work and I cannot come down. You see, uh, I lost my grandma this week. And uh, my grandma was a stay-at-home mom her whole life. She took care of her kids. She raised, she raised all of her kids to know the love of Jesus. She took care of Grandpa. That was the will of God in her life. She taught Sunday school class at a church on Sunday mornings. She actually told Grandpa when he asked to marry her, 
I won't marry you until you confess Jesus Christ as your Lord. <laughs> God's will in her life was to encourage everybody around her to know Jesus and His love. You see, uh, Grandpa couldn't read very good, and this is his Bible. But Grandma read it. Her, her handwriting is all through this Bible. She made sure Grandpa knew God's Word. And I guarantee that she had some along the way that tried to derail her from doing God's will in her life. You can do better than this. Why do you put up with all that? I think my grandpa was a little hard sometimes. Why do you do it? And I guarantee in some way, shape, or form, she said, I'm doing a great work. I can't come down. You see, I don't, I don't know what God's will for is for, for God's will for you is. It all looks different. Right? But you don't have to be preaching. You don't have to be, be an evangelist. You don't have to be a missionary. You can do what you do and still do the will of God in your life. However it looks. But I want you to know that when the attacks come, that you say, church, I'm doing a great work. I cannot come down. Church, I'm going to make you be interactive for a minute. Okay? I want you to say it. I want you to say it out loud. I'm doing a great work and I cannot come down. I'm doing a great work and I cannot come down. Have them on your lips. Have those words on your lips when, when the attacks come. Because look, Sam Lot and Tobiah four times, five times came to him and said, I'm trying to get you derailed. And then we, we get to the letter, the open letter that, that they try to bring, and guess what they do now? Try to speak rumors. Speak non-truth about, about what Nehemiah is doing. And guess what? When, they, when they're all nice to you and try to get you derailed because they're, they're, they're trying to just get you off there, well, if, when it doesn't work, they're going to try something, not, uh, another thing. Uh, they're going to try to attack you personally. And now that's what they're doing. They're starting rumors about Nehemiah. They're, they're, they're talking about Nehemiah and he says... No such thing as you say are being done, but you invent them in your own heart. You see, it's so easy to get tied up in the things of this world when they start attacking you personally, when they start talking about your person, when they start spreading rumors, and we want to jump off and be like, hey! And we go battle, right? Well, guess what that did for the will of God in your life? It derailed you. When we start getting focused on what people are saying about us and we get focused on, on what they're doing and the things in our life, listen, you're doing a great work and I'm not coming down. Don't get caught up in the rumors and the things of no good that people try to pour out on you. 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 6 says, Leave the rumors alone, it's for the old women. Amen. <laughs> I'm not going to say who that was. <laughs> but in that, but in that, and I don't know why it says old women, but we're going to just leave that alone. But in that, leave it alone. 
Don't get caught up in the rumors. Don't get caught up in the garbage of this world that tries to attack you personally. Because it happens. It happens a lot. Be intentional about where your focus is. And don't let the, the junk of the world derail your focus and what God's will is on your life. I'm doing a great work and it can't come down. <coughs> didn't work. The personal attacks didn't work, so now they try something different. They send a false prophet. They send a false prophet to try to be buddy with him. Hey, Nehemiah, they're coming after you. Hey, Nehemiah, you probably better go to the temple and hide. Hey, Nehemiah, I want you to come with me because I'm going to protect you. I'm going to make sure you're okay. And we're going to go into the temple and you're going to hide there. And Nehemiah prayed. Nehemiah made sure his focus was on God and God showed him that this was a false prophet. Then I perceived that God had not sent him at all, but that he pronounced this prophecy against me because Tobiah and Sanballat had hired him. For this reason, he was hired that I should be afraid. And act that way and sin. You see, if he would, the only the only person that could go in the temple was the priest. And he's encouraging Nehemiah to go against God's will in his life and go into the go into the to, into where he wasn't supposed to go. Listen, there was a battle going on against Nehemiah now. And he continued to keep his focus where it needed to be. On God and God's will for his life. And he continued. And he continued on in what they were supposed to do. You know, if you look back at the beginning of the chapter, the wall was pretty much built. The wall was pretty much done except for the doors. But he continued to say, the work's not done. I'm doing a great work. I cannot come down. I want to point something out, though. Every time he got attacked, he turned to God. Verse 9. For they all were trying to make us afraid, saying, Their hands will not be weakened in the work, and it will not be done. Now, therefore, O God, strengthen my hands. Are we praying for that strength? Are we praying for that strength as we journey through in God's will? Are we praying that God strengthen us? Not people, not things of this world, but God, I need your strength. Strengthen my hands. Strengthen my will. Give me the courage to do what you call me to do. And then when he got attacked again, verse 14, my God. He turned to God again, right? He's saying, God, remember what they've done. We're praying the same thing. God, I know what your will is for me. My focus is on you. And all these people or all these things or whatever it be that is against me, I know you'll handle it, Lord. I know that you'll take care of it. I don't need to. I don't need to derail myself and be focused on what, what the negative is. I don't need to be focused on what's going on over here because my focus is you, God. Now we're going to stand in that. Let me tell you, during this 40 days, during this 40 days of prayer and fasting, the evil one doesn't want it. 
He doesn't want you to have a more intimate relationship with the God who created you. The God who has saved you. The God who wants all eternity with you. And He'll try to derail you. The evil of this, of this world will try to derail you. But I want you to see something here. After the wall was built, they knew who built the wall. They didn't say Nehemiah. They didn't say all the people of Jerusalem. They said God. But they knew that this was the work of God. And let me just ask you this morning, when, when, when people look at you and what you're doing in your life, do they say, that's the work of God? Look, I'm not saying that we've got to be perfect. I'm not saying that we got to have it all figured out and that we're on, the, we're on the, the perfect path and we stick our chest out. No. What I'm saying is that we stay diligent about God's will in our life. And we be intentional about shining His light in everything we do. That means in our homes, as a mom or a dad, as a husband or a wife. What we do, whether it be a stay-at-home mom or the President of the United States, what we do, I pray, is chasing after everything that God has for us. That we have our eyes on Him. And that when people look at us, they say, that has to be God. I think about me <laughs> through my years of school. And I was not the smartest. I made some really dumb choices. I, I, yeah. I pray now that when people see what God is doing in my life, that they say, that has to be God, because that dude, no way. That's my prayer. And that through it all, my eyes stay focused on what the Lord's will is in my life. And I do not let any, anything derail me from that right there. The derailments will come from all, all areas, all shapes and forms, all avenues. But church, what are we going to say when we try when the evil tries to derail us? I'm doing a good work. I can't come down. Church, say it aloud again. I'm doing a good work. Doing a good work. I can't come down. All right. That was practice. We're going to do it again. Ready? One, two, three. I'm doing a good work. I can't come down. Amen. Amen. Have those words on your lips. If you need to highlight that verse in your Bible, highlight it in your Bible. Because you know what? You are doing a good work. You are doing a good work. Don't come down from it. Stay focused on what God has for you in your life. Whatever it be. And stay focused on Him. Listen, how, 
How good is it? If you believe in Jesus Christ. If you believe that He is the Christ, the Son of God, you have life in His name. How good is that? It's amazing that we can know, we can know, we can know, we can know, that when we confess Him as Lord and believe in our heart that God raised Him from the dead, that we will be saved. We have the assurance. There's no question about it. It's assurance. But listen to me this morning. If you do not confess Jesus Christ as Lord, you can't know what God's will is for your life. Because when you confess Him, He sends the Holy Spirit to abide in you, to live in you, to make His home in you, to guide you in His will. And so if you don't confess Jesus Christ, today's the day. Today's the day to confess Him as Lord and allow the Holy Spirit to come into your life to guide you so that you can be focused on God's will in your life. So if you haven't done that, today I want to pray with you. I want to talk with you. I want to encourage you to make today the day that you confess Him. And if you're doing that, or you have done it, and you haven't been baptized, come talk to me. Step into the water. Be baptized. And walk in His will. Walk in His will for you. I want to encourage you again to be part of this 40 days. I want to encourage you to put your eyes on Christ. I want to encourage you to armor up. I want to encourage you to, to make your focus be there and don't get derailed. And when it, they come to try to derail you, I'm doing a good work. I can't come down. If you need prayers this morning, I want to pray with you. I'm going to invite the praise team to come up. If you need prayers this morning, though, I'm going to pray with you. The leadership of this church wants to pray with you. <coughs> Look, guys, I want to be intentional about walking in His will. I want to be intentional as, as in my relationship, but I also want to be intentional about that as a church. But if we walk in here and put on our purple robes and we stick our chest out and we say we don't have any problems, we got it all figured out, it's all good, you know what? I'm getting derailed. I want to be serious about seeking Christ for each other. You see, Nehemiah always went to the Lord in prayer. I want to do the same. Whether it be for myself or for you. I want to lift, I want us to lift each other up in prayer. And, and if you don't want to come forward and, and, and seek that prayer that you need so much in your life, then please write it on the board back there so that we can be praying for you. We want to lift you up, in you up to Him. We want to be praying over whatever struggles are in your life. We want to be serious about that. And so let me just encourage you seek that prayer you're doing a good work don't come down Father God we thank you for today we thank you that we can turn to you we thank you that you love us so much that you care about the detail in our life Lord you have a will for each one of us you, it's your will not ours and, and, and you have it you care so much about us that you know every hair on our head. For the 
bald guy, that might not be many, but for me and many others, it's a lot. And my goodness, God, you, you care about us that much. You know every hair on our body, not just our head. You are a God of love. And Lord, I just pray this morning that whatever you, your, your will is for our, in our lives, that we, we put our eye on you. And when the distractions come, we turn to you. We don't get caught up in the things of this world, the things that try to derail us. We just focus on you and we stay in you and your will for our lives. Lord, you bless us so much so much and I thank you for that I thank you for this church I thank you for every person here this morning and I pray Lord that when the when the the derailments come the distractions come we say I'm doing a good great work in you father and I'm not coming down Lord thank you for that thank you for chapter 6 of Nehemiah thank you for this account in Jesus name I pray amen